This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. If you don't already subscribe to the show, please do a favor for us. That's Mo. That's Scott. We are the host. Uh, wherever you get your audio, please hit subscribe and put on the auto download. That way you don't miss a show. A lot of great content coming up here pre-draft. Again, Brian Baldinger. Baldy will be back next week on the 20th to join Mo and I to talk all things pre-draft as we head into draft week that following week. All right, Mo, we are back. We're talking Raiders football. We're going to talk about first Hunter Renfro. The, the Raiders had Zay Flowers, of course, the talented wide receiver coming up in the draft. He's going to be a first rounder, best best receiver available in the draft. Uh, came in, I know he visited New England, so on. Um, the Raiders had him visit. Now, I always say they bring players in all the time, due diligence. You want to know who they are and all that kind of stuff. Very, very, could very well be the case. But still, if the Raiders do, as we talked about in the first segment, for example, look to trade up to get the quarterback if he's available, or they look to trade, uh, do other compensation, move down, move up a few, whatever it is, um, they might be willing to part with guys to get more draft capital. Um, Hunter Renfro, when you see the Zay Flowers visit, and you hear all the conversation we've seen. You've seen the wide receivers the Raiders have brought in and signed, including uh, slot receivers, you name it. What do you think about this? Do we now think, is this just still same steady state, Mo? Watch what happens here because Hunter Renfro could be back or he might be on his way out depending on what the Raiders do in other spots. Hunter Renfro is an interesting discussion simply because the Raiders have brought in or brought back a bunch of wide receivers. They signed Jacoby Myers, who plays in the slot a lot, just like Hunter Renfro. They signed DeAndre Carter, who plays also plays in the slot, but he also could return kicks and punts, I believe. Uh, they re-signed Keelan Cole. They signed Philip Dorsett, who brings you some speed. Cam mm -hmm. Sims is another notable wide receiver they brought in. And then they talked to Zay Flowers. So to me, it, it I, I feel like Hunter Renfro, I wouldn't say he's on the trade block, but I think there's a possibility, especially if the Reds were, as you mentioned, move up to number three, that they could include Hunter Renfro mm -hmm. in a trade package. Now, I'm one of those people that says, don't trade Hunter Renfro. Um, as you many of you know, I'm a big Hunter Renfro guy. <laughs> He's been on this show yes. uh, last past few years. So we like Hunter Renfro, but we also have to be cognizant and understanding of the situation. As I said, the Reds brought in a bunch of wide receivers. They're still talking to wide receivers. So it's a possibility <laughs> that they could trade Hunter Renfro. And I think if they do trade him post June 1, I think they could save over $11 million. Yeah. So even if they don't trade him during the draft and they wait a while because they drafted a wide receiver, it could still happen after, in, in the summer before training camp. 
Yeah, I think that's what people need to realize, especially with this roster, is whether it's Hunter Renfro, whoever, is there will be and there can be trade action uh, once we get out of the dead period, once we get to to June and June first pops from from a from a from a contract perspective. So the Raiders can look on and you have to look at it and say, hey, you know, Hunter Renfro, they gave him the deal, but at the same time with where they're going and now all the changes they need to make, uh, whether it was a miscalculation or they didn't quite understand how much this team needed to be rebuilt, you start to look at pieces, you start to look to get guys that are closer to or on that rookie contract, or you try to use him as a chip to move up in the draft, as you mentioned. But I also think, too, that I know a lot of Raider fans that will be bringing in all these wide receivers – and I think depending on what you're going to do with the offense, depending on what kind of quarterback you do have, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, you know that. Um, you have to can you can never let up on offense because you have you have you have Devontae Adams, because you have Josh Jacobs, that doesn't mean you don't get better and look for opportunities uh to grow. I'm not saying they're gonna take Zay Flowers. I think he'll be gone by the time they would have any chance of taking him, but they still want to understand the receiver class. They want to understand where he's at. And by the way, you don't know where he'll end up. Uh, it's also an opportunity for them to get to know the guy a little bit and for the case that they have to play him in the NFL. Yeah, so I think I think Zay Files will wind up going in the in the 20s somewhere, maybe yeah. to the Giants, maybe to the Ravens. The Ravens, by the way, signed OBJ on on Sunday. Yes. So maybe they're they're focusing on adding more speed with OBJ. Now he's OBJ is coming off two torn ACLs, so maybe Zay Flowers could be in that same mode where they say, "Well, if OBJ struggles with more injuries, we have Zay Flowers." But I think by the time the Raiders get to their second picks, like you said, Zay Flowers will be off the board because I think he's a he's a bottom half first round pick. Absolutely. By the way, are all those Jets fans in your neighborhood upset because everybody had OBJ going to the Jets? Including myself. I thought actually he was supposed to um, meet with the Jets, but I guess the Ravens had an enticing offer that he couldn't turn down. And my, my curious thing about that is I, what is the status of Lamar Jackson? Because exactly. if you're OBJ, yes. if you're going, if you're signing with the Ravens, you have to be confident that they're going to settle their quarterback situation. Yeah. And I wonder too, if that was also uh, a sign of goodwill towards Lamar Jackson from the Ravens to give him a receiver like OBJ. I know he's been out because of the injury since the Super Bowl, but uh, it's important, right? Because the Ravens have had issues with wide receivers. Of course, they had Brown, his best friend who wanted to get out of there anyway because of the offense, but the offense is changing now. So whatever, whatever plan they sold OBJ uh, must have included uh, the fact that the new offense is in place and perhaps that their quarterback will come back. I'll say this, maybe it's the money because they're offering mm. a, con- a one-year contract worth up to $18 million. I don't know many teams that would pay OBJ at his age coming off of two twenty ACLs up to a contract worth up to $18 million. So maybe he just said, look, this is the best offer that I'm going to get. I'm just going to take yeah. it. Lots of incentives, I'm sure. All right, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about here, Mo, was we, we talk about the quarterback selection, what happens there, and how it all goes down. NFL.com, and I want to <clears throat> put this up here on the screen for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about here in just a second, is uh, this mock draft, which, again, I'm not a huge fan of the mock drafts. But in this case, um, I'm going to show everybody this. This was from um, Chad Reiter, Reiter over oh, at the NFL.com, four-round NFL mock draft, his, his, his next mock draft. What's interesting about it, and I'm, I'm scrolling down for those who are watching, of course, they have the Raiders sticking at number seven, and they have the Raiders taking Christian Gonzalez. Okay, got it. Makes sense. Uh, although, you know, we talked about who we like better in that spot. 
uh, and he was mm. not. Uh, he had Joey Porter going before in the draft. They had Anthony Richardson go number three to the Colts. Could happen. Would be crazy, but could happen. So they had the Raiders at number seven with Christian Gonzalez. But then I'm scrolling down. So if I'm giving you uh, uh, motion sickness on YouTube, I apologize. Then you get to number 30. The Raiders, he has has him making a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, he doesn't give details on what this would take. Of jumping into the 30 spot, and then the Raiders at 30, drafting Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. There's been a lot of talk, Mo. I'm watching. I've been pretty silent on it. A lot of talk (laughs) in Raider Nation. I'm talking with fans, and I know fans are just projecting. And not only about Hendon Hooker. Number two is Hendon Hooker has been one of those guys with this this slow period where we're all just talking to each other and making stuff up as far as mock drafts go. He's been a guy that's been elevating his image. A lot of talk, a lot of coverage on the networks about Hendon Hooker and that he might be one of he might have been the top three pick in the draft had he not hurt his knee. All that stuff has come up. So Reader has the Raiders trading back into the bottom of the first round and taking Hendon Hooker. First of all, give me your reaction to that possibility. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know you're a Hendon Hooker guy, and you've talked a lot about how you like Hendon Hooker, and and a lot of fans of Raider Nation like Hendon Hooker because every time I do a Raiders live stream show, people say, "Don't take a quarterback at seven. Don't take a quarterback in the first round. Take Hendon Hooker in the second. Now, in this scenario, Chad had the Raiders trading back up into the first round, kind of like how the Ravens traded up for Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. about five years ago. I don't like this move simply because one, you have one, I'm not high on Hendon Hooker. And I made that, I've, I think I've made that clear on this show and other places that I have Hendon Hooker as my QB5, maybe. Mm. And again, I go back to my point of, of Tennessee's offense, the way it was run, you're not going to see that type of offense in the NFL. So I have my question marks there. It has nothing to do with age, because if you're getting Hendon Hooker in the first round, you're going to have that extra 50 option anyway. So he'll have time. He'll have a runway to, to you know, get over his learning curve. But I just don't like moving up for a quarterback that again i have question marks about how he translates and on top of that if you look at the rest of chad's mock draft i believe two of his first four picks in a four-round mock two of those are offense yeah i'd rather go three one defense simply because that's it you know that's where most of the holes in the Rays roster are so i'm okay with christian gonzalez even though i've had debates with fans about Christian Gonzalez versus Devin Witherspoon. I prefer Devin Witherspoon. But trading up for a quarterback, again, Chad didn't put what it would cost to move up to that spot. You know, it's to me, it's just moving up for a quarterback that's probably not going to play a meaningful snap until yeah. 2024, giving up draft capital when you have those holes on defense. If you're going to give up draft capital, I would do it for one of the top quarterbacks. In my opinion, again, Hendon Hooker is QB5 in this draft. 
Well, and, and I, I like Hooker. You're right. <clears throat> I don't like him in the first round. So, so mm. I, I said all along, especially with the knee injury, third round, even fourth round, like I, I would have no problem with the Raiders uh, with the needs that they have more likely the fourth round, right? Uh, to the point, to point where you're getting a guy. Now his value is going to be too high. I think somebody will reach and grab him. I don't think it'll be in the first round. I don't think the Raiders will make this trade, uh, but I do think that he could go in that second round, maybe middle of the second round, yeah. maybe even higher. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. But it's interesting because I, I actually think that Chad's point of view of the Raiders trading into the bottom of the first round may actually come true. But I think it will be to take another defensive player if that defensive player is available, meaning that or they okay. are able to trade up a little bit in the second round even, right? Because we talked about this on the last show, as a matter of fact, saying that we could see them trading into that bottom first, top of second to get a real impact player, especially when you're talking about the defensive backs that are available, especially with some of the defensive tackles and the interior of the defense that are available. I can see that much more happening. Again, we talked about it in the first segment, Bryce, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Yes, I see them going to get them. Another quarterback in the first or second round, I don't see it unless something else happens and they grab a guy in the late second or something like that and, and via another pick and another move. But to me, that's the more realistic expectation. Though I'm not high on Hendon Hooker, I'm with you. I would be more okay if the Rays would have taken Hendon Hooker in the second round. Mm -hmm. Like I said, if I'm trading up for a quarterback, it's going to be for Young or Stroud. I'm not yeah. trading up for any other quarterback. Now, if the Raiders want to trade up for a quarterback, like I said, it, maybe they're interested in Anthony Richardson, interested in his upside, whether you agree with that or not. But if the first two guys are off the board and they're going to trade up, it's not going to be for a defensive player. It's going to be for a quarterback. And it would yeah. probably be for Anthony Richardson. But I, I'm not trading up for Hinton Hooker. I'd rather I'd rather take him in the second round. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. All right, there you go. Interesting discussion as we roll towards. And just think, in a couple weeks, Mo, we'll, we'll know a lot more, won't we? <laughs> I, I can't. Like like you said, I, I'm not heavy into mock drafts because their yeah. guess is as much as our guesses are. Correct. And we get, we're get at the point in the offseason where people are just thinking of different scenarios that could happen. I'm, I'm just ready for the real deal at this point. <laughs> I am too. Uh, the, 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 the only reason I brought it up was because I really do think them moving into the bottom of the first and second with the picks that they have uh, and to the point it's a possibility yeah and the point we talked about earlier too with if they if they were looking to to, to trade a, a a Renfro a draft day or after um, there's possibilities there too depending on what they want to do so interesting stuff all right we're gonna take our final break when we come back it is our next draft position preview. We're going to get into tight ends. We'll talk a little bit about the tight ends at the top of the draft. Everybody kind of knows the names. We'll go over those pretty quickly. But then where could the Raiders draft a tight end? The Raiders need a young tight end, okay? Mm -hmm. they, have, they have some holes to fill. They need some depth. They need a young guy to develop at the position. So who might that be? Mo and I will give you some of our selections when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere.